Okay, I think that's all now. I'm gonna put this scarf on just then. Go be done. Yeah, go be done. Okay. We are recording, baby. Hello. Hi, and welcome to my podcast. You've got to be joking with me, Meg Reese. I'm joined today by my lovely friend and also now co-worker, Izzy B. Phillips, not only a fucking rock star, but also a lovely human in my life, which I'm very lucky to call a friend. Aww. <laughs> you Aww. are. Pleased to my heart, babe. Thanks. But no introduction needed with you. You are just who you are. And I think I think if you know you and you're in someone's life, you're very much a big part of it, I think. Which is cute. Thank you. You kinda of came out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? I like to also, cheers, I've got a cute cocktail. <laughs> Shingling, baby! Shingling. You came out of nowhere kind of for me as well, to be honest. I kind of slid into your DMs, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And it was so, like, not expected. Yeah. And I feel like, you know when you, you meet people and you feel like you've known them for your whole life? Yeah, literally. I feel like, like so you're one of those people. Yeah, I feel the same. Just, like, so I can just be like, whatever. Does that mean that we're going to have, like, a catastrophic fallout and then, like, have a divorce in, like, three no. years' time? I think it's going to be a, a long situation. Good. I think I think you have a feeling with people if you're going to fall out of them. You kind of have that anxiety straight away. Mm. I feel like I've had that anyway. I just feel like for so long I haven't let as many people in properly. Yeah. I'm the same. And I can't, for me as well, like, it has to be people I work with. Yeah. Because some, there's somehow, like, a thing where... If I work with someone and I vibe with them creatively, then I just have like a better connection with them and I have like a more of a sense of purpose and like being in someone's orbit. Yeah. When you're just like existing as just just friends. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're in as much of a like intertwined life. Do you know what I mean? Like lives are like tangled in. Yeah, I think if you can get on with someone at work, Mm. that almost become your family because it's quite a hard thing to work with someone I think day to day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and there must be something in me that loves that because I think joining a band is very, you you make a family, you create a family out of these like random people. Yeah. And you like the choose people you to spend live with all them. of your time with as well, like yeah. constantly, and you're bearing your soul to them. You are. Yeah. Especially when you're writing music, constant. Yeah, it is. It's a weird relationship though, and I would say it is different. Like from working in a tattoo studio, which obviously, like for anyone that doesn't know, you've like. Would you say like employed me like very recently? Well, like I, I guess I've me? taken you under my wing. But you booked yeah, me. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have to like <laughs> explain like I've been taken into your studio. Yeah. In the last uh, five months, I got my tattoo license six months ago. Not even that, maybe five months ago. Yeah, literally smashing life. Yeah, and so like this is all very new for me, and I've yeah. been doing band stuff for so long that for me this was like such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. To just come into this setting and be with such creative people that you really like look up to and admire yeah and like there's so much like there's so much artist in everything that you do that i think i really relate to like even like the way that you do your flat or like yeah the things that you the way you dress or like yeah. i mean fact, we, we did a dress up i know we dressed up this. well as you can see in the video but we dressed up all in pink yeah what's it giving to what's our look today we're husband and wife okay. or wife and wife i'm kind of giving like I am like drug your housewife and you're my drug dealer. Right, yeah, cool. So you just sit on mm-hmm. tonic all day. Mm-hmm. I come back and drink the gin. <laughs> <laughs> I sit the tonic, you drink the gin. Yeah, that's it, that's how it works. It's like yin and yang. You're the yin to my yang. <laughs> I love it. 
No, I think we have. I already... don't need the gin because I'm already fucking mental. Babe, I'm mental. I need to calm it down with the gin. Yeah, you love a gin. I do love a gin or any drink and martini kind of gal. Yeah. So that was our love story. Mm-hmm. And now actually we've had so many iconic little times and we've had like, I don't know what it is about our little family at No Cure Fee, but it actually makes me want to go. I told you this the other day, but I feel so grateful to like be around you, George, Rob Stella, of course, and Kaya. Mm. Like what a cute little group of us. It feels rare, doesn't it? It feels really rare. And it's actually like really beautiful that we've all like met, met each other. And like even today was just like, you went in today, which is rare. Yeah. And we were just doing tattoos for fun in yeah. the studio and like I got my nails done by Kaya so Nailzilla. Nailzilla and George Rothman. Yeah. Just plugging that and obviously Bad Cat Club, which needs yeah. no introduction. And Izzy B Phillips. Yeah. Well, again. Right I mean again. it does feel like the right kind of misfits and it does feel That's like exactly what it is that it's mi- it's misfits that fit together like a puzzle piece. Yeah. And mm. you spend I think as a creative as well, you spend your whole life feeling like a fucking outsider. Yeah. You find it really hard to find people on your level. Yeah. And like so many of my friends from my like childhood reflect weirdly on how I was just like on this quest for my humans. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get into a situation like this where you're like, bam, straight away, everyone in the studio is sick, the way it's run is sick, like the respect is there, the love is there. Like yeah. the the like mutual like the mutual like um, appreciation for everyone's work and yeah, like the growth art, yeah. and the art for me is like I don't know it feels really nice cause I think, as well as a songwriter you almost feel like obviously you have the band but it's very like on your own you're yeah. never really on this journey with someone yeah. as much as you can be like in you can be in parallel in tandem with someone in a tattoo studio and they'll be having like the same they'll be going through the same things that you're going yeah, through yeah 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 and it, they've gone, it, if they're not doing it right now they've been through it at yeah, one point so they can yeah, actually recognise it exactly yeah. Whereas as a musician, you do, you kind of cling to other artists that you feel like might have had similar experiences because you're so desperate to be like, how was this for you here? And that's really actually quite hard to find was having you guys there in this process has not only taught me to believe in my own artistic process more, but it's also taught me about my process being so similar in music and in tattoo art. And it's all kind of the same thing. Exactly. And that's why it's so beautiful. I think that's why you fit fit in, slot in so well. I love that you're so inquisitive and you listen to what I've got to say and... It just feels so right. You've slot in so well. I love you. Love so you. Cute. I love it. It's so sweet. Yeah. And I love how people love like um love like that. Love how people meet like that. It's like it's like serendipitous. Yeah. Because we were we've been in the same kind of circles with music. Obviously, you, you've been. But I was a fan of your time. work as well from beforehand. Mm. So that's probably worth noting as well that I was a fan tattoo of Bonnie's tattoo work yeah. from basically my really good friend Harriet who does like all of photography. She's covered in your work, yeah. But it always just feels like a pipe dream when you see like, oh, like top tattoo artists in London or something. Stop you never it. think like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get invited to like go and join that studio. That's yeah. I mean, it was meant to be. But we've crossed paths many a times within like the music scene, and I've seen you from afar and been like, I'm gonna be friends with you one day. So wild. I just fucking knew it. So wild. So on the same wavelength. So good. So cute. I love us. Okay, right. I'm going into some questions. Okay, hit me. Are you ready for this? I was born ready. But <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Okay, what do you think makes for a good relationship? Now, this can be friends or relationship romantic situation. Yeah, okay. Well, I think that, to start with, them two things are pretty different. Yeah. I think with friends, it's very much like... Um, I think being laid back is really important. Yeah. I think it's a lot of friends can be quite uptight Absolutely. about things, and yeah. I think it's important to show someone that wherever they're at, in their journey 
um, you have to be along for the ride with them. Yeah, throughout and, the bad and the good. Yeah, the even good. if they're doing dumb shit. Yeah. Um, you. <laughs> Hi, have you met? Yeah. Have you met? Hey, nice to meet you. Oh my god. Brilliant, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dumb shit. Dumb shit with Meg. Yeah, I think, like, <laughs> even if they're doing dumb shit, it's like, it's so important to be to, to partake as a bystander in supporting whatever someone is in those choices. Yeah. And, like, also, I think, to, to remember that if you love someone as a friend, mm. you love them for their good qualities and their bad qualities. Yeah. You have to take someone as a whole. The rough and smooth, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's also part of, like, the texture of what makes life interesting and makes us all different. Totally. Um, and I think with loving someone romantically, I think that is, like, so hard. I mean, I feel so ill-equipped to give any kind of thing on here but no but even from your experience though yeah I'd say like from my experience is trying to understand what love is and in my head it was like this like bullshit whirlwind film whereas in like truth the most beautiful thing I'm finding in love is like almost the mundanity it's like the small things it's like Louis Perfect Day do you know that song and he's like feeding animals in the park or like going for a walk in the park or feeding animals in the zoo that's okay. the lyric and he's like yeah. this more, he's like you just drink sangria and like just just it's the little things. Little things that make it beautiful yeah and I think for me that's it it's like love is so confusing with lust for one yeah like you've got to figure that shit out that takes a minute lines, yeah takes a <laughs> fucking minute to figure that out I, mean, I wish someone had told me sooner like oh yeah. lust isn't love I'd have been like, oh yeah, sure. Life would have been much easier. Oh my god, so They should much do that easier. in GCSEs rather yeah. than t- telling us other shit about yeah. tampon products. Oh my god, imagine. Awful. Imagine having love lessons as GCSE. Like, that would be like incredible, wouldn't it? We'd be such a better equipped, emotionally intelligent race. Yeah. And like, just having more of a toolkit to like m- manage p- your feelings as well as other people's feelings. Totally. And I think the other thing I would say is like, the way that we have dating in this day and age is just so throwaway. Fucking terrifying, to be honest. Hey, wait, no, I'm there. Your dating life gives me like PTSD just from fucking listening about it. I know. Like, well, you live vicariously through me. I do. Yeah. I literally do. I'm like, I cannot even imagine how you have the mental capacity to like a have that many conversations with that many new people. Mm. To be shagged that many people. Yeah. Like I just don't even know like the smell of a person that you don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't sleep with someone if I didn't like that smell. Yeah, because that's where intra- it's like a attraction thing, right? is. Yeah. yeah. Still, if it's a smell I don't know, I'm like, what is that smell? But you know what's even weirder is like waking up with someone that you don't know in your bed. Like, oh if you've my god. Se- you know, if, even if you've seen them for a while, like, it's like, still a stranger. You don't I did really do that know. once, actually. I had a one night stand once in my life. I mean, fair play, I've had about, yeah. I had a one night stand <laughs> just so I could like say like that I had had a one night stand because really? I was so notorious and not so my vibe. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. My friend Jacob said the same thing. He said he's not really one for that kind of vibe, and I was like, oh, that's interesting because I thought like everybody kind of had that in them. Mine was so fun because the it was like he was like working in the hotel that um I was staying in. Yeah. So he stayed over in my hotel and he had the shift for breakfast Stop the next it. morning. So he was serving Stop me my breakfast the next morning. Scramble eggs, man. Literally, I was like writing in the guest book, like, the service was excellent. I was very well attended. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> we went down to like the, um, the because it was like a, a B&B above a pub. We yeah. went down to the to the pub section in the, like, two in the morning and just filled ourselves up a tray of beer from the, from the pub. Did you? <laughs> yeah, he was fair. Yeah, Never saw him again. But no, I mean, that's great. For sometimes I go back to that village there and I'm a bit like, 
<laughs> like I don't want to be seen. Like, do you bump into people that you've slept with? Like, does that happen? Broadway market on a fucking weekend. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. meat market. How do you manage that? I can't. Um, you know what? I probably if unless they've been a complete idiot. Please, may I have some more? Sorry. Yes, of course, ma'am. Um, then I'll, I'll say hi. But if they were a dick, yeah, and I'll be like. Nah, I'll just ignore. Like you don't. Exist. Do they say hi to you though? Because I feel oh, like no, you'll be good about it. You'll always be like a bigger person. You're that kind of person. I would be, yeah. And but if someone's really well, you know what I'm like. If I, if someone hurts me, they wrong you, then they're dead. They're, they're dead. Like, they're on the they're on the shit list. They're dead. There's a big shit list for me. There's a big shit list. Yeah. There's a lot of blockeroonies going yeah. on there. But you know, we're here for it. There's a whole supper club of blogs. I'm very like, very selective with who I have in my life, and I think that's actually a lesson I've learned to not let every single person in. Yeah. And actually, it's been a big fucking lesson. But. Same, to be honest, same, because I think, like, it's easy to be naive to people's good intentions. But I feel like sometimes you think it's a good intention, but it's not, because they're, they're you know, they're wanting to get something out of you. That's you know, what I mean, naive to be. people's good intentions. Yeah. As in, like, you see they're good, at, but they're actually, people are really fucking weird and have, like, really Always an ulterior motive, always. I've found. I've had so many people throughout my life. Not even in like you know the last couple of years, but throughout my life, I've had people that have taken advantage of me. Mm-hmm. I think because you know sometimes I can kind of be a bit too kind to people that I don't really even know. Yeah, you are a kind person. That's very sweet. It's a good that. problem to have. Yeah, I'd rather be like a kind person that gets taken advantage of. Yeah. Than be a cunt. A hundred percent. Yeah. All day long. I think yeah. people think. I think that's where people get me wrong. I think they think I'm this person when I'm actually. A softy inside. You're so soft. Yeah. I, I mean, love that about you. People don't think I am, though. They think I'm this hard nut. You are quite hard as well. You're quite. You're probably quite scary for men, I imagine. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, they can't handle me. Good. I'm just like... And that's... You know what? The next person I meet will be great. But you have so much love to give. I do. But I give it to my friends. I'd rather give it to them. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking for anything, so... Yeah. Only to make my friends and my people around me happy. So that was a long-winded I don't even know like, where we got we, but that. Yeah, we just got carried away, didn't we? We always do, though. Okay, next question. This is classic for me. Red flags and turn-offs. What would yours be? Okay, red flags. <laughs> you're really diving into that brain. You're like, where's the file of red flags? Find There's it. Find quite it. a lot, to be honest. Okay, top. we'll go top three. Or top five, if you've got a few. Um, okay, so... For me, t- turn-offs, I, like, I would say that someone had, mm. go on, I was going to say something completely different then, I feel like I'm, I rewrote the question in my head, you, and then, what, so wait, what, what was written? the question again? What would you be your, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was wondering, um, would, what are your big, biggest turn-offs, turn-offs and, and red flags? To smell, 100%. people smell, hygiene. A strong, even a strong smell. Mm. Even just like, even if someone's got a lot of pheromones in a in a kind of sexy way, but it's strong. Yeah. Smell is a really big turn off. Yeah. And I think like, um, especially with dating men, I think he would be a fragile male ego. Interesting. So how would you explain that? 
So what does that look like to you? So a fragile male ego to me would mean you have like you can't they're not good at taking the piss out of themselves. Yeah, they get quite offended by it. Yeah, about people taking the piss out of them as well. Yeah, so they'll be like a bit highly strung about stuff. Like you have to be able to have someone just like rip the shit out of you. Yeah, because I think it's part of like survival as a woman that you like you kind of you take the piss out of each other in a fun way, in like a bantery way to sort of like protect yourself yeah and to show that they have like some resilience to that totally. i think is it's also is showing healthy. your power to them and being like you can't do this to me i'm gonna do it to myself first yeah. before you can it's like a yeah you are well it's yeah like protection thing totally and then i think a turn off would be like someone who like just didn't give a fuck like i had the like a red flag would be like going somewhere shit like not really making an effort, yeah. Like, not that I'd expect like something crazy. No, but even like, come on, there's asking level. questions yeah. or showing yeah. interest. Like people, people that just talk like about themselves without yeah. talking to you. <laughs> Someone came to mind then. <laughs> yeah, uh, that for me would be like a hard no. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And then anything that's like creepy, predatory stuff, which manipulative you, you think, behavior. Yeah, which you think mm. wouldn't wouldn't be that common in like. Oh, you'd be surprised. It's so co- it's so common. Yeah, I realised it so much more when I was speaking to my friend Chloe, which was a couple of episodes ago. I didn't realise how common it was for these predatory guys. It's really a, a thing. Yeah, and I also Wild. don't touch me unless I touch you. I like I don't yeah. I do not I do like do not like it. Unnecessary if, touching. Unnecessary touching or like consensual like, though. Consensual, yeah. but like it, I feel like you know when things happen like knees touching or like. Things that most people would consider like kind of normal mm. in like a dating setting. For me, I would feel like slightly like. Well, if you're not vibing with that person, you'd be like. 100% even like. if I was vibing with them, I would still be like slightly on the reserve. Yeah. Until I'm making choices, and sure, then once sure. I'm like, if I want someone, then that's fine. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, I know I just feel really like I feel um, overly aware of like touch and stuff that I like would feel like too intimate yeah or too yeah. early and yeah because it takes me so long to warm up to someone yeah and it takes me so long to like actually sleep with anyone or like want to take things further i think i would find it like if they if they thought that that like oh you think that i'm just like a gonna do that then it's like a no yeah it's yeah. like nah babes like i should take a leap out of your book babe you really should but then i'm i'm so like oh i'm like a fucking deer in the headlights traumatized where i'm just like Everywhere yeah, I go, I'm gonna get slut shamed. Like, well, I don't give a fuck about that, but I'm just, but, I'm just like, yeah, sure. Yeah, even that is to say, there's some, there's some protection fear in me where I was like, I won't let anyone near. Yeah, see, I'm like the opposite. I'm like, I kind of feel like fuck it, and then I'm like, oh, and I kind of feel shit about myself for a little bit, and then I'm like, oh, back on, back on the horse again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it comes with like an addiction cycle, doesn't it? Yeah, it's almost like I felt like when I was younger, I really put sex and love in the same bracket, like we were talking about lust. Yeah, I was exactly the same. Yeah, I really felt like that was the only reason that I could get guys to like me was if I had sex with them. Yeah, Trauma. I feel like the opposite. I feel like the less you have sex with someone, the more they can love you. Oh, I mean, get off them. I know that now. Yeah, but like you know, I think that from well, being young. I think young both age, of them are problematic viewpoints, to be honest. But maybe there totally. is like a lot of things that happen in life that lead you to those daddy like, issues, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's they don't want to give the airtime, they want to give the credit when it's due, but... Yeah, it's fucking due. Do you know what I mean? Hard. Hard stuff. But actually, it makes you who you are, and it turns you into the person that you're supposed to be, so, you know, I would never have changed any of that, regardless, mm. so... Mm. 
Yeah. I think being a cheapskate would be like a bit of a red flag. Oh my god, a cheapskate, yeah. Yeah, someone's like too tight-fisted. It's just oh, like, like, can we go, so, like, oh, let's go out for a nice meal. And they're like, oh, can we go to like Pizza Express? Yeah, like, I would hate that. that. Yeah. Imagine though. Yeah. The, the Trying to grade down just to like Pizza save Express. money. Yeah. No, honey. Pizza Express, I would be like, I wouldn't go near anyone that took me to Are you joking? Like, you're yeah. trying to get my pants. Pizza fucking Express. <laughs> Are you fucking joking? Where would be like your dream date location? Have you got like? Oh my god, dream date location. I love going out for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know no, but like, where would the place be? Like, oh, the actual for, place for the dinner. Oh right. Um, I love fallow. That's really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I don't know really anything that's like not like I like bouge, but I'm also like I like oysters. If we're mm-hmm. going for oysters, that'd be sick. And very I love, not bougie. Very not bougie. Yeah, no, and I love the martini. You know me. Yeah. So if I can do those two, two you know, yeah, then you've covered all bases. Good. Yeah. yeah. What I feel like Sketch London. I was yes. thinking if we went on a date, it would be to Sketch we London. Need, we need to get the team together. Yeah. The team. Let's get the team Just together. Just tea in general, I was thinking about this, right? Especially if you're dating internationally. Yeah. Because Americans hate English food, fair enough. We have weird food. But also we kind of... We, we ha- they said that you have to eat international if you eat in London. That's like the trick. Sure. But if you wanted to take someone for quintessential English, yeah. I realised this the other day, high tea is the one. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a high tea. No, you can't. Whereas like, I feel like if you're like, let's go out for like a roast, there might be a bit like... Yeah. What's this gravy? Also, yeah. <laughs> what is this wet drink? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I say sketch, we definitely need to go there. The food is incredible. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good shout out to be fair. Yeah, I'd say that. If someone took me sketch, I'd be like, oh my god, Yeah, that. or anything Italian or like little boutique ja- Japanese vibes. Oh, sushi. Yeah, sushi. Yeah, I love sushi. We love a sushi. Especially George loves a sushi. <laughs> He hates the word sushi. He hates the word sushi. <laughs> He's like, I'm not saying the sushi. The abbreviation of sushi to the word sushi is quite intense, that's yeah. Like, I can like see, like, why You know I, I love a bit of abbreviation, though. Yeah. I can't actually help myself. He's like, oh, I'm not saying that. I'm like, I'm The worst thing is, like, now I say things that you say, and Do I you annoy myself because I know that I'm doing things that you say. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like... And you're being like, you know what I'm like. I'm like, what do I do? It's bunny sprays. <laughs> She's fucking perforating my brain. Yeah, and like. the soul. Yeah. You know what I'm like, babe. It's you always babe like, as well. Yeah. I realise how much I say babe. Yeah, babe. Like Essex boy. I say the word like an illegal amount of times. Like, people literally yeah. try and cancel me for it in the street. Like, really? a man come up to me on the train once and was like, um, he was like, if I had a pound for every time you said the word like, I would be rich. And I was just like, bro, fuck like, off. Like, fuck off. But on, a, on a packed train, <laughs> on a packed so room in the height of summer, I was Ew. like, I was like, were you on the phone? I was with my girlfriend and we were talking to each other. No. Yeah. Don't get involved in my life. Literally. Did I invited in? And he was like, let's play a little game. And I was like, off you, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. I'm not in Saw. Yeah. Like, so fuck off. What was that about? Off so you, it, off you, fuck. He was wearing a suit. like. Yeah. <laughs> he was wearing a suit. Yeah, what was, what was the suit? All of it. Like, you know, when he, I think suit. he's come away from work in the city. Bank. Yeah. And we're just there like, on our way home about I've done to go, a lot of bank do, go to the pub, probably. <laughs> <laughs> a bank shaming. <laughs> a bank shaming. You're you wank, wank like, from bank. You I went home wank from bank. I'm wanky in the banking. <laughs> do you know what's with Canary War? Like, yeah. have you ever spent like a prolonged amount of time in Canary War? I've tried to it's avoid dystopian. that place. It's dystopian. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like living inside of Itsu, if it was like... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Everything's like on like a little... No, no, I was thinking about Yosushi, you know, when it's like on a little thing. Yeah, thingy. the Bayer Belt thing. Yeah, it feels like that to me. It's yeah. like very clean, very like... Yeah. Dystopian, yeah. It feels like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. It doesn't feel real. And oh I God. forgot that that existed in London until like recently moving to South and then I was like... What, Canary Wharf? Yeah, went yeah. to Canary Wharf to go and like get Why? a coffee from Breakfast Club. Oh my God. And there was a roof garden I wanted to look at. It looks quite cute, to be fair. 
But and the Breakfast Club's fine. It looks pretty cool. And then the 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 roof garden was really co- quite cool, but weird as well. Like it's very really like, is this cool? Yeah, yeah. Have we lost the point of it? Yeah, like, we're like, are we? In, it feels like I'm in kind of like a Westfields. Yeah, but like not. Yeah, and like the planting was like tropical style, but it was open roof, so you're like wondering how they create like uh sorry, this is very no, like, no, going into no, my No, I get it, I get it. How do they create the ecosystem that can support them without with it being an open roof is what my question is. Yeah. It was like Kew Gardens where you're like each one is like a different climate. It was yeah. like really confusing and then I was like, Look up, keep look up and you see like HSBC and you're like, That yeah. is something like, where am I? eerie yeah. about feeling like you're in a jungle but there's like an HSBC skyscraper above jungle. your head. Yeah. Yeah. That's the twenty four minute mark. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> it's a fucking weird place. Yeah. I haven't been there for but if we hang out there more, it would be great because we'd meet loads of rich people. We should go to Canary Wharf and try and do that. Yeah, we should try and pull you. Let's <laughs> go Watch out people from Bank and Canary Wharf <laughs> coming at you. We should try and find you. Me? Like, someone fucking rich. Oh like, God, that's please. what we need is like... We need to live our rich lifestyle. Yeah. We can actually buy, get him to buy a, him a massive house. Mm-hmm. We can all live in it. Maybe it'll and be a woman. Maybe it'll be a woman. Mm. Or, yeah. That's a what couple. More pay pigs. I want a pay pig. A pay pig? Yeah. Just like, shut the fuck up, you piece of shit. Give me some money, come on. Prove your worth yeah, to me. Prove my worth to me. I'm hungry for some more Gucci, come on. Yeah. Feed me, daddy. <laughs> Feed me, daddy. Or mummy. <laughs> Wait, that's not even pay pig. Pay pig's like, you want to just talk to them like shit. Yeah, like, I don't have you're, enough you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Lick my shoe. Lick my shoe. You're worth this piece of shit. What else though? Uh, You've already seen a piece of shit once twice. <laughs> do I just have to be quite yeah. creative? Yeah, you do. I'm like, could I? I just start laughing, I think. Should we research, like, what's, what's the best thing to tell your patient? And then you <laughs> worthless to it. He's like, yeah, anything else? Anything more, yeah, yeah. Anything more creative? We're going to be around tapinging if we need to. Yeah. I thought you were creative. I'm like, okay. You I'm are an ant that uh, is <laughs> under my shoe. I'm going to squash you if you don't transfer me a thousand pounds. Yeah, you, that's good. You piece of shit. Worthless shit. <laughs> Back to the piece of shit again. Yeah, literally. It's all like, all like pony, babe. What can I yeah. say? <laughs> yeah, I'm you, not sure that I could. I do that? I could so do that. Yeah, I think. I think you're yeah. doing that in foot photos. I'd be like, sweet. Oh, yeah. Fucking cash it in, babe. Yeah. Cash it in. Okay. Next one is a little bit of a tricky question. Dun dun dun. Because I feel like when I Googled what this meant, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's an embarrassing thing to say. But I feel like we're going to go with how you portray it like how you portray it how you how whatever what's your guilty pleasure or guilty pleasures yeah so this is interesting i find <laughs> this is interesting this is interesting i find guilty hard to like understand it's a gu- weird word to put it it's like why would you feel guilty about it yeah Do you know what i mean it's like you shouldn't feel guilty it's like a you know it's a secret sensation if you know what i mean mm, i feel like the whole existence that we behold is like too unguilt guilty things or shame that we have to hold as women or yeah like like guess what we live in a day and age where like anything goes and like no kink shaming exists and exactly pleasure is pleasure yeah so i agree for me i find it really hard but like i'm into like some really um like um nerdy i guess is the word like i love gardening that's cute though thanks it is that's really wholesome. I watch Gardener's World on every day. <laughs> You're so cute. Like, is that a guilty pleasure? I, I don't like, know, but it's a pleasure. No, it's cute. 
I just like the sounds of like bird noises and they're like talking about flowers. I, I'm so bad at gardening, but like in my head, I'm like, mm -hmm, yeah, you plant that plant. Let's get that garden going, girlie. Like, it's just something so soothing about it. I literally love that. I love ASMR. But Is ASMR real? It's like where people like when you hear oh, yeah, yeah. But and then they'll you can like hear like the background. And they'll go like this. You can hear my like. Yeah, that's ASMR. That's like dreamy for me. Is it? Yeah. Alright, I'll do some audio for you privately. Yeah. <laughs> for free though, yeah? yeah. Oh yeah, awesome. Um, for free, now I'm going to charge you. <laughs> I'll send you my PayPal account. Yeah, no, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> Your piece of shit, worthless piece of shit. It's my PayPal address. Um, I like the video, but then sometimes they whisper, and you know you can like hear the inside of like someone's mouth like that. I don't like that sound, like when someone's talking or like a newsroom just got a dry mouth. I don't like that side like of that. ASMR. Yeah, like that for me is no, but that is on ASMR all the time. Oh, oh guilty pleasures. Oh, we covered pleasures. that though, right? Yeah, I think so. Hang on, let me just go back to the thingies. I'm going to move it in closer because the old vid. Um, okay, next question. Oh, hang on, yeah, you were, you were talking about guilty pleasures. So you said gardening, and then what else? What, what else would that be? More than gardening. Just general pleasures. Which would be, oh, you know what is a pleasure, but it's actually not a guilty pleasure, though. It would be uh, the cheesy snail that you had the other day. Oh, my God, that was so good. Popham's Bakery Escargot. Defro dinners, mate. I mean, I literally was watching you eat that, and I've never seen you look so happy before. <laughs> Honestly. I love a pastry. Oh. Oh, I, I, but this is just like the d the day I had poppums for the first time. I was like, I you've not eaten pastry until you eat a poppums, and I I, 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 I re resent it so deeply because there's always a queue around the corner and it always costs like thirty seven pounds for like one pastry. Yeah, and a coffee takes forty five minutes. Yeah, but fuck me, I would do it. I would do it. All oh, over it was again. stunning though. What a stunning day. Yeah, like oh life needs more pastry in it. Like sorry, babe. Why not? celiac life though it's not isn't there like a pastry type that you can have um yeah but it tastes like dust um, you don't want pastry dust i mean you like pastry dust but you want like a, a good pastry with like you know more do you miss pastry a little bit i miss it all yeah pizza pastry bread bread yeah. is so good katsu curry that's oh. what made me ill last time no way yeah, i got really sick over christmas like the worst episode i've ever had in my life i thought i was gonna die of celiac yeah <laughs> They get worse over time, don't they? Yeah, I think as you get older as well, they get like yeah. worse, in my experience. Because sometimes people will be like, oh, I'm fine, they'll like, eat something once, and they'll be like, oh, I think it's gone away, and then they'll just like suddenly like, That's drop exactly down what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll get a katsu curry. Mm. Oh, why the fuck I thought that was right? Idiot. Anyway, we move on from my celiac disease. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. That's a sexy topic. A sexy topic about being celiac. Um, okay, next question I say, what do you love most about yourself? Ooh. It's an interesting qu question, this question, because I feel like people get quite like, they don't want to feel like they're being like, not arrogant, but they don't want to feel like they're being like, over, I like love myself, but you should love yourself. But it's a really English thing, isn't it, to be embarrassed about that. Yeah. Americans would be like, I like X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm just great. I think yeah. I'm just a catch, you know. Whereas like English people are like, we're like so embarrassed by it. Yeah. But if I was to like remove the embarrassment, like, oh, I, I don't know if I, I love it about myself, I'm proud of myself. Yeah. Because I think I'm, I've always been me, and I've always honoured like, um, yeah. my inner artistic yeah urges yeah yeah but truthful and true to yourself yeah I don't yeah. think like I've ever really compromised that badly and like when I look back at like old me or like yeah. I read my old journals and stuff I'm just like 
fuck just like there's so much like tenacity yeah there's so much like tenacity and so much like determination and in a way like over time like as I've gotten sort of softer yeah I feel like I was a bit of a fucking force you know yeah we still are though I know but I feel like as especially like where I'm at now with my life and especially in like a sobriety journey I just feel like so squishy all the time I'm like oh like so soft Oh, everything I love that is like I love the word squishy. Yeah, I'm feeling more <laughs> that than ever. Because, it's so cute. Yeah, and and but like when you're young, you're just like yeah, come on, let's have yeah, it. Let's like, take it. The amount of shit jobs I did, like the amount I gave to my friends, like the love I did, like I don't, I don't regret anything. About no, it. I don't think you should. And I feel so proud of someone like that, like lived their twenties. Like I fucking lived my twenties. Yeah. Like, I lived every moment. Hell yeah. To the, to the I, think we, I think we still are. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. We've like, tonic. Living, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, which means you want to top up. Li- yeah, yeah, a little bit, actually. I mean, I'm actually running, running a bit dry yeah, here, babe. Yeah, keep my glass, what is that? <laughs> like, very impolite to keep a lady's glass more filled. <laughs> You're making me wait for a like, tonic. There's like, must be like how they get people really drunk really quick. It's like, if you never let someone's glass get empty, like, oh God, that's like, get them wasted. Like, oh, I just like, had one drink. Yeah, I just had one drink. Slash, I had about 16. And I didn't mm. realize I was having just 16. Like, how are you measuring your drinks right now? I'm not. Just like going in raw You're dog. free pouring. Yeah, raw dog situation. But like, I mean, I'm drinking a gin and tonic out of a martini glass. Is that good? That's like the single most iconic thing anyone's ever it's giving mar- It's giving Miami. It's giving Miami, or is it giving like. What like, do we, where do we, where are we giving right now in this outfit situation? I feel like we're in a different realm of like, we're a Barbie, but we're not Barbie. We're like, we are living one of your music videos, I think. Mm. I think there's definitely... But what era would you call that though? Like what you kind mm. of normally style your music videos? I'm like? normally quite era specific, but this, the sharp of this collar whip would say like 40s or mm. 70s. Um, and it's double breasted, so that's more yeah. actually 40s cut. Okay. Shoulder pads though, so that'd be 80s. So I know, it's a bit of a mix though. But that's how they do modern clothes, isn't it? True. Mix I think too. like, I'm kind of a bit 50s. Yeah. And like, maybe we are living in like, um, do, you know, they have like the domestic bliss where they like just move into a house and they're th- they've got like, yes. I like have dinner on the table and it's like burn what every was day. That, what was that a film called that they did recently with that? Like Harry Styles film, yes, that one. Yes. That's like exactly yes. the film I have in my head. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's very Palm Springs and like a Every, middle America, like yeah. affordable, when when money wasn't such a fucking like and crazy going, time. And the guys were just going to work and the women were staying home. And could so afford like, to, to do that, yeah. yeah. Wild that they lived like that. Yeah. Also mm. that they ironed everything. Like ironing for me is just like... I don't actually ever iron unless I really you. have to. Like, like my, I, I don't mind a creased trouser or a creased jacket. Like, I don't care. My boyfriend loves an iron, right? Yeah. Which is fine. Wait, I don't fine know how to iron. Like, they scare me. Yeah. They're terrifying things. Yeah, they're like a heated up weapon. I have literally <laughs> burned through clothes on like a, on a one fell sweep on like a first attempt and but been also, like, no, I never really no look at the way. label though. Like, how to look after clothes. I know that's really bad, but. No. I've burned t- some stuff Time too. is. Melted it. You know, you don't get your life back. I know. Can't undo that burn. But like, Mum told me that in the those days they would iron like your um, napkins. You would iron like your tablecloth. That's outrageous! What amount of time spent on fucking ironing? Like? You would like, um, they would do like they would like dust their porches. No. Yeah. No. Imagine us doing that. 
Never. We're so lucky that we're not alive in that time, really. We referenced no, yeah. the clothing style, but in reality, we're so I, lucky. I genuinely think if we were born in like the medieval times, we would be burnt at the stake. Witches. 100 million percent. There's yeah. No, there's no doubt. You've definitely it. got some satanic. <laughs> something satanic going Do on, you like think? you. Oh, yeah. In what way, though? There's like. Explain yourself. Deep. <laughs> deep breathing. Severe issues. witchcraft going on. <laughs> like, it's chronic. It's, it's diagnosable. <laughs> what? How though? I want to know what, why you think that. Oh, I don't know. It's just <laughs> your vibe, isn't it? <laughs> too much power, too much brains. Do you think? Too, like... I mean, you're fucking insane anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, the little... I mean, I don't look at myself like that, though, so it's interesting hearing it your, from your perspective. I know that I'm, like, insane in my membrane. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting hearing it from someone else, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, you're mental. You're fucking nuts. <laughs> you're fucking you make me look normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's how we get on, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's really why we get on. Okay, cool. We really, um, that went well. And then, okay, so love, you, love about yourself. Okay. Okay, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, describe yourself in bed in three words. Three words is a lot of words. Yeah, but it's, it's you know. Is it? No, I think it's good. I think it's a good amount. Five's too many, one's too, there's two less. I would like to think that I'm, like, really elegant and, like, a vibe, but I'm pretty sure, like, it has been <laughs> reported, shall we say, <laughs> that I can be clumsy in bed. Okay. Like, I'm just having a good time, so, like, sure. no fucks giving. Like, I have no shame about the fact that I <laughs> have potentially been described as a clumsy lover before. I mean, fair. Yeah. I don't know what that means by clumsy, though. Nor do I, but hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that it still includes being fun. Because 100%. It's you we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, probably clumsy. And then I would say I can be quite submissive. Yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm on, and I don't know that. if you relate to this, but I find it in my day-to-day life, I'm so, like, almost dominant, and I'm so, like... <sighs> babe, you've, you've, sat, you've literally hit the nail on the head. Yeah, the holiday that you have from your own brain is like, oh, my God, someone else is driving <sighs> oh, for a second. Honestly, you, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. You've become submissive in that life because you're the dominant one in your normal life. Yeah. So you actually, yeah. yeah. Like, I can enjoy being dominant in bed for, yeah. like, For, like, ten all minutes. Of ten seconds. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm just like, can we just go back to being submissive because it's just so exhausting. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and I think it's because you're doing it so much all the time. Because you're, like, the, you know, in brackets, man, in the running your man life, I suppose. Yeah. Really, like, do you know what I mean? Was if someone paid me to be dominant, I think I could do it. Yeah. Like, I think that would be, like, fun character role to play. Yeah, I agree. I would enjoy that, but I don't think, like... There's a character, though. I think yeah. there's a difference between that and wanting And, to like, the personal pleasure and personal, like, what gets connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, having someone take the lead is, like, so... <sighs> so much... Like... Yeah, like, better. Yeah. And there's... I think there's, like, a part of me that's, like... I feel just, like, so, like... My inner, like housewifey girly <laughs> thing somehow yeah. like I kind of you I'm are really so that yeah kind of bashful in a way like it's almost totally, like yeah whereas like in real life I feel like I'm just like an aggressor or like a force yeah and force, yeah must be reckoned with exactly that's it. but like I like love that contrast of being like because I'm so boy that's why I say I love putting outfits on that's so girly because I think I'm so boy and I'm so like almost weirdly like have a lot of mask presenting elements of my personality yeah that like 
the femme stuff I really enjoy because it's such a like a hyper paradox. My yeah, friend said okay. to me the other day, she was like, "You're a drag queen." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, it kind of makes sense." But you also you you have to remember that you're a performer and a writer and a musician, everything that rolls into that. You are not just a like aesthetically you're emotionally and you're like soul connecting to loads of other people so i kind of agree but i kind of disagree with that because i'm like actually it's you that shines through yeah i think well i think what's the quote that they have where it's like any kind of any just there's no such thing as disguise yeah there's only such thing as expression so like if you go like oh i'm gonna get in disguise and put on a mustache it's like that's your expression of a disguise rather than like an actual disguise whether it's like you know your lemonade video recently obviously you had a mustache and one of the things but it's still you in a different way yeah so like that one was weirdly really me it really was i was like like, that is you if you were working as a banker in karen yeah (laughs) yeah yeah But my price tag on, my boot on retro price tag on still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had to be done. Yeah. It was weird because I, when I was working on the, with the makeup team on that one, yeah. um, she was like, I thought I was going to have like a very kind of carved, structural, like quite like heavily sculpted yeah. version of a guy. Sure, sure, sure. And then she was just like, nah, like we're gonna like do blot we're gonna give you like a blonde mustache. We're gonna like m- keep it really real. She's like, like we're gonna make it so realistic. So like it was well, obviously it is you, but it's like it's weird because I was like, that is what is he with like it's a boy. We she left us with the glue to stick it on ourselves yeah. and we lost the glue. Oh no. So like double sided stick tape. <laughs> tape. No. I turn around and <laughs> She's, we're really stressed at the end of a really yeah, long day yeah, of filming course, yeah. and we're in this boardroom of the office and we didn't realise that we lo- lost the glue um, but we thought Craig brought the sachet in and he was like oh this is this is the sachet of glue it's fine so I just like open oh, it up no. he tips it out into this little jar stirs up with a makeup brush just putting it on sinks on my face it just slides off we're like okay try again yeah maybe no. there's more glue we keep adding this glue the sachet you know and you're like that sachet look a bit like a food sachet. Yeah, so it's not wasabi, so I pick up I pick up the sachet and I look at it up close and it's like a water like you know the plant food sachets. Oh for God's sake. No, it wasn't you're joking. It was oh my fucking God. So then we had to run to the to, to like boots or something and then the only thing they could find was nail glue. No. So then the nail glued <gasps> onto my upper lip it is this fake moustache. No. And then the colour wasn't quite right. No. So there was no eyeshadow to colour it in. So oh. then Harriet's there using cocoa powder no. in this cupboard. No. It was honestly like, you know, like, today was a what low point. My life? That was a low <laughs> point that day. You saw me like three days after that, after like those three days back to the back of oh, filming, and I was like, babe. fuck doing characters ever again. Oh my god. I'm done. Cocoa powder, that is literally. Cocoa nice. powder, but also like stuck with like, I was like, it was just sugar, like How sugar water. Off, it? It's so weird. Oh, when we took off the like, um, the eyelash, the nail glue. Yeah, it was actually fine. I've done it with loads of stuff before. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. You know when you get that around your fingers, but yeah. you just look, oh, yeah. yeah, bad. It can be really horrific. Yeah. But yeah, it was fine. Kind of burns your skin a bit. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't recommend it. But at that point, I was just like, it was the last shot of the day. It'd been like a fourteen-hour filming day. It was like, let's get fucking home. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just running a generator out of the van illegally on like roads we had like no permission to film on. The whole thing was just like awful. That that whole shoot. I mean, it was. It came out gorgeous. Yeah, people think like 
oh yeah it's like so nice and smooth how you did all these things and like in reality it, it, was hell. it was hell it's like you saying about this podcast like you're like I don't understand how you do it so DIY and I'm like I just make this shit up as I go along yeah and it's we're all just making it up as we go along yeah, aren't you we fake it so you make it do you know what I mean yeah literally it's been faking it a while now yeah I've been faking it a long time then. oh dog outside um okay I'm gonna ask the next question what have you got coming up black honey being the front woman slash absolute legendary person that you are. So You're like <laughs> what? Me? You flirt with me? <laughs> what? Is this how you treat all your girls? <laughs> no, you're special to me. Is that what you say to everyone on the dates? You're like, you are the one. Is that why they're like No, I don't I don't tend to love bomb. Okay, good. I'm very much I'm straight up. Yeah. I yeah. can't imagine like that. Like my my choice to drink Pilton Yeah. Straight up. Your martini energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've just done our like biggest headline dates to date so far. To date, that's exciting, crazy. Yeah. Um, So that's excited. Yeah, it's been pretty good, and we have some music coming out quite soon in Mm -hmm. summer. But I cannot TBC on that. It's a secret situation. like stuff new right info okay new Love intel leaking and then info here leaking info we have some festivals coming up in summer truck why not mad cool what's the Madrid one mad cool I think we'll come to that yeah come to that yeah that's gonna be a good one it's a good yeah. one is it gonna be hot I think so yeah it can be but people don't sure. camp at that one no I'll get a hotel though yeah. imagine me in a fucking tent yeah have right? <laughs> a day off glamping <laughs> glamping oh all of those girlies, <laughs> all like the influence in the glass and Absolutely oh. not happening. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Um, yeah, and then I've got basically like I'm writing, I'm working on oh, always working on something. Some music. Always I'm just gonna say some music at the moment because the idea of an album right now is overwhelming. Yeah. So I'll, I'm working on something. But also, it's not. It's never ending for you. I feel it's it, never ending. I mean, being a musician is that. Like whether you have like a you call it like a break but it's not really a break because then you've got like a, a week and then you've got tour and then you've got prep for tour and it's like you know press and everything in between it's a lot it's full I on. don't think people realise how full on it is I like I'm like hats off to you because I know that it's a difficult world to be in oh my god it's the worst like I literally yeah. would not and you work your ass off I would like, not recommend anyone becoming a musician absolutely not um obviously the payoffs are amazing but everyone sees the good payoffs but people don't see they see the back graph though, do you know what I mean? No. There's a lot of that behind the scenes stuff that is traumatising and it's like long hours and overnights and like there's so many things that go into it. I can see why people like literally get like psychologically scarred, especially when you hear like yeah. all the horror stories of like people in the industry from like having, um, you know, like really horrific experiences with labels or like yeah, just or being bad fucked around with their music. Like, yeah. Yeah, people take advantage of yeah. this. It's like so many different loopholes. I know so many women and like a scary amount of women who are like, Yep, I have been sexually assaulted under the circumstances of like a producer, yeah. artist, or setting. even a manager being like, you know, like I've got power over you vibes. You know, yeah, heard that a few times. Or managers like fiddling cash, like that happens. Siphoning it off. Yeah, like this guy like stole. Like, did you see the Kate Nash documentary where like her manager stole all of her money and then just like went and got married and spent it all? And she it took her like fucking years to get it back. It was awful. I just can't be, believe the audacity of these people. Mm. Like, where mm-hmm. the fuck does it come to you? Sorry, that person put you on the map and you were like, they were paying your fucking bills. How dare you? Mm-hmm. It's outrageous. You know, Little Sims' record was about her manager. Like, oh, really? All of the lyrics are like, you know, I sent your kid to private school. <gasps> like, it's, it's, it's awful, like, how many women will report, like, 
horrific things in their experiences of being artists. But I think you don't even realise how bad it is until you hear it. Like, you know, we speak about things like this a lot. And like, it's, it comes up all the time. And you're like, I thought this would be like an old thing that people have kind of gone over. Yeah, and then also on top of that, like, you know, when, you know, recently when they did the writer strikes in like the acting world. Yeah. The literal like line for that was that we don't want like film writers to become like as bad as the music industry because we're so badly paid. Like people just sense. assume that it's like the '90s and like we're living this life of excess and like rock stardom and but that's it. Though, they get all this they, money. They look at people, you know, like say for instance, if you do a shoot or whatever and you like put a, a picture on Instagram, you could portray that you're doing well quite easily with any and with anything. Not even saying musician, you could do that with anything. So like people are, are quite assumptive, I think, in that respect. Yeah, and then on top of that, it's like you've got like uh, this kind of money thing, like the doesn't happen people artists really aren't getting paid they're no, on like not the not. 0.0 streams but everyone yeah. thinks that you're getting paid well they see a certain amount of plays on your spotify and they're like oh they must be a millionaire yeah it's, it's like not seven p per stream plus no. all the people that have cuts on that it's yeah. like lawyers fees agents fees like everything like Just also people outrageous. in the industry people in our team didn't even know like how bad it was people were like oh can't. like oh your gig money like that's not much for a gig and you're like what do you mean not much for a gig we're not getting any of the gig money it's no. all going on our team like our crew is expensive our running costs are really high oh, it's so so wild it's only really if you hit the jackpot jackpot Literally, it's like winning the lottery yeah it, it, well, any any job's the same but i feel like music is very much that but what i love about tattooing after doing music is like the fact that it is just a trade you literally, yeah. someone comes in for your service, they pay for your service, and you give them that service. But not everyone has the luxury that we have. You know, we we have got a luxury in the fact that we've been able to build our brands around each yeah. other. And, you know, we're, we're very much connected in that respect. I guess, yeah, because it's really difficult as well for tattoo artists to get to that point. And, yeah. like, for me as an artist coming in, yeah, I haven't had to do that, so I've got a privilege yeah. in that respect. That I've, like, walked in on this, yeah. like, l- a level where people what, are ready it, to pay for it. When I say, like how interesting it is like watching you at work like seeing your fans come in and get you their idol tattoo something of yours like their your lyrics on their skin like what an amazing thing that you can say that you've achieved because mm. that really is like one of a kind situation mm. like, it's not it's not a thing it does feel like a cult sometimes but that's nice though in a nice way but sometimes you've got like... a black honey cult that's so cute yeah. <laughs> i love this i need a bunny cult <laughs> Bunny cult would be a sick band name. Bunny cult, maybe she's like a punk band. Just yeah, like bunny cult. Be like the new um, that's goth, Runaways. Yes. Bunny cult smashed it. Yeah, we go. <laughs> Came back through a little bit. That's one. It's in there somewhere. Okay, you wanted to ask me some questions. Apparently. Oh my god, I've forgotten Brilliant. all of them now. So now we've gotten so deep into it. Oh yes, yeah, so I wanted to ask you because obviously I've listened to like loads of your episodes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going. I'm. F- <laughs> I'm a fan Shut the girl. Fuck up. <laughs> um, so I think it's like really interesting. Yeah. The stripping era. Yeah. And I feel like, as a listener uh-huh. of your podcast, yes. you don't go like into that as much as I wanted you to. Okay. So like my question is, <laughs> like, when you're actually being a stripper, yeah. Did you ever like fancy the guys and like would you always enjoy it? And would sometimes it be like, ooh, like, I actually feel horrifically insecure mm. today. Mm. Or like, what if your fanny flap falls out? Do you know what I mean? Like, all of these things. True. There's quite a lot of questions in there. Sorry. It's I like just 16. I'm like, is yeah. this a GCSE question? The, if, yeah. If Bill arrives at the train station at 3pm, <laughs> how many apples does he have? And how many does he know that Sharon's gone? You're like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> That's what you just 
said to me, "You failed that like shitty question." Oh, I failed it this time. <laughs> and I was like, "Sharon doesn't fucking know what how many apples Rom's got. He needs to know." Fuck no, I'm gonna just put eight. Do they still have that as a GCSE I question? I fucking hope not. <laughs> Jesus Christ, those poor kids. Do, do you have the get a GCSE us? point if you put your name, you spell your name correctly on the front of the paper? Oh, for God's sake! Know that. <laughs> oh, I failed at the first fucking thing then. <laughs> yeah, you I put Megries. <laughs> So the question was, remind me. So like, do you ever fancy your clients? Or like yeah, who so you were doing a dance for? Yeah, I mean, of course I'd like, I've definitely, when I first started out stripping, I was 19. So there were guys that came you to You were a child. I was a child, baby child. And really interesting, actually. I spoke to my mum the other day and I was like, I can't believe that you were okay with me doing that job. She went, you know what? You did so many things around that time of being like 18, 19, 17, 18, 19, where you say... I want to go and do this, and you go and do that for a bit, and then you drop out, and then you went to college, and you dropped out, you wanted to do drama, and then you said, I want to go and be a stripper, and she called my bluff. She went, yeah, go on then. And I did, and she was like, I couldn't believe you actually did it. (laughs) So that's why. She was literally just being like, I'm just going to see her through on something. Go on then. Because she thought I would like drop out and would never do it again, so she was like, no, I literally worried about you every single night that I did it. But can we just talk about drama at college versus being a stripper? We get paid like loads of money for not, being a stripper. Not really. But no, college drama. I mean, yeah, college what, drama. What was Little Bunny getting out of that? Really? Little Bun Bun. I mean, I wanted to put myself through music school. That's why I did yeah. stripping. So I was like, I want to be. Is that 25 minutes already? So. Well, you know what they say? Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, I Little Bunny was. I mean, Bunny wasn't Bunny then. Bunny was only Bunny as, as of six years ago, so. It was Lil. It was Lil Meg, and yeah, I wanted to go to music school, so I decided that's the only way that I could make money because I was a very, I'm very impatient. But speaking as someone that went to music school, mm. that was a genius move. I mean, yeah, it wasn't bad. Like, I, I respect nice. any woman yeah. that can earn a significant amount of money. Yeah, in being empowered in their bodies. Yeah, like, I mean, hands down, we just need to like, we just need to like culturally. Just like okay with that. Analyse why we shame women in that. It's actually insane that they do, though, because it was such an empowering... I mean, I have to say, like, I'm rewriting the book at the moment, and there's some moments in there that there definitely was a lot of coercion, definitely, like, borderline prostitution. But this was happening in fucking bars. This was happening with me working in a cocktail bar. Yeah, so, like, of course... I was getting groped by my kitchen staff every week. Do you know what I mean? It's just like... I mean, I was literally borderline escorting at this point, but I didn't get into that world because I felt like... And there's no offence to anyone else that's in sex work. I completely feel that's great if you can be okay with that. But for me, it was like the memory will stick with me forever. And I think it would haunt me. So I never, ever got, I never, ever slept with someone like I wasn't like interested in. If they said they were going to pay me, for instance, yeah. I would never do that. Did you get offered it a lot? Oh, my God. Every night. So you'd be like doing a lap dance. You're like, oh, I'm going to wiggle my butt in their face a bit. Yeah. And there'd be a lot of, you know, be, you know, it... They say you cannot touch the customer, so you'd be kind of like two metres away, it'd be very dark, you can't really see, which is fine because I worked at Spearman Rhino, which is on Tottenham Court Road, but before that I was working at a place in Bournemouth called Wiggle, and they had like basically no rules. So you could like dance on these guys, like fully naked, like pouring water over each other, and they do these things called like, and it's really bad to say it now, lesbian shows, obviously it's a girl on girl show, but that's how they sold it back in the day. So they we would go in... And there was this time where this girl, this is like TMI coming up, by the way. 
It's all, we love all of it. This is the the best part. All of it. This is like a degree. This is like a little sneaky peek into the, the you, book. like the threesome episode was my favorite. I mean, yeah, I, there's a lot of that. So there was a girl that said to me that was really scared of. She used to always dress up like a really sexy secretary. She was really tall. She had dark hair, and she was just like terrifying. But every guy loved her because she was a powerhouse. And I was like, sick. I need to kind of like say hi to her at some point. But I was just a bit like this really shy. 19 year old had no idea I was just like chucked into the deep end anyway one night I'd done a couple of like these girl on girl shows she came and grabbed my hand and was like babe there's a guy over there who's interested in you he wants to do a double dance are you up for that and I was like yeah yeah of course yeah yeah it's like 30 quid each so it was like yeah two minutes or whatever anyway she grabs my hand and before we go into the uh, the velveted room as you know you can imagine it was like velvet oh fucking Stunning, curtains literal. with like gold dripping it's so Art tacky direction but it's dreams. like honestly, for a music video iconic she grabs my hand and goes do you mind if I look your pussy and I'm like yeah that's fine because I actually just thought she was just joking oh yeah. so you're like oh yeah it's fine and I was like okay yeah yeah sure sure anyway get get to that point of when, I, when she's like going down on me and she actually does. So that was my first experience with girls. Like, what the fuck am I doing? What, 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 like, am I enjoying this? What's going on? And So this is technically the first time you've had sex with a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and she asked. In front she, of a she, guy. She, had, she had consent. But you just casually <laughs> were like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, in front of two guys watching. <laughs> like, how fucked is that? So that's how my, like, I kind of, like, trickled into being, like, interested in girls in that respect. So I was like, I was kind of getting off on it, thinking about it. Was it fun, it. though? Was it fun? That's I mean, fun. of course it was so fun. But I was just a bit like, I didn't expect her to actually do it. <laughs> and then it triggered my interest in girls, and that's when I kind of went down that route. But I was just like, yeah, wild. When I read that back, I was like, what the fuck? I completely forgot. Would she ever go home with the guys? I'm not sure that people in Bournemouth... I mean, I could be really naive in saying that. I don't think they would have done, because I think they were... They were kind of the same age as me. They were like, you know, 19, 20, 21. So I don't really think so. But the people in London, for sure, like I experienced a lot of dark, really, really dark situations that I am surprised to this point that I'm still alive. Really? Genuinely. Like, like, da- like so dangerous. Like yeah. dangerous to the point of like no return. Yeah, so the stripping stuff was, it was really... You were like saying how you just seen some fucking dark shit stuff that you like can't un I can't unsee I can't unfeel and I put myself into a lot of situations where I you know I was I was rewriting the book the other day oh this is what I was saying I was rewriting <laughs> all over the floor would you like some more time yes please um I was rewriting the book the other day and I had a moment where I came across this story that I was basically coerced into a borderline prostitution situation and being 20, um, and like reading that back as an adult is really traumatic and terrifying that I put myself through it. So like when I was rewriting it and like rereading through it, I was just like, oh my God, like it's actually crazy what you put yourself through at such a young age where you don't Also, realize. can I stop you? Like you're yeah. already talking about it. Mm. Like you did it to yourself. Yeah, true, true, You're true. already... Like it was blaming yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. I shouldn't have done that to me. Yeah, but I feel like you have you this know, kind of shame around it. You should be able to work in yeah. any fucking job. You should yeah. be able to be like a prostitute full time. Yeah, and still no, not I totally get coerced agree. and manipulated. I totally agree. You should be able to be a stripper and not get coerced and manipulated. But I was coerced by girls within the which club. is what really dark. It's really dark. But what an interesting 
thing to go through of being like I've come out to the other side and like I didn't even realise how bad I didn't want to write this book because this book when I was with my ex was so like there's so many things in there that I I kind of don't want the world to know but at the same time I do because it's like they're so fucked up and so interesting and so like sickening to the point of like no return that I want people to understand that people go through that in that kind of world like it's not all what it's crapped up to be I think that's the point of great art though isn't it it's like Day to day shit is so fucking shallow yeah. and so mundane that it's it's an important place to go into like writing and be yeah. like explore something that was quite like dark in a way that and traumatic for you to yeah. actually try and like and a healthy chapter. process the trauma as well if you're like re like going through it like I definitely relate to Culture, that yeah. but so many people will relate to you from it I think it's I'd way prefer someone go into their writing and explore something like that than just go through the highlights. Yeah, that's you it. Know what I mean? Like, that's, I think that's exactly what I want to do, though. I want to make people aware that life is not just a fucking highlight on Instagram. Like, it's really not. Life is like... People choose snippets to make... evil, oh. dark, beautiful, corrupt, head fuck. So fucked up. I'm like, what even is life? It's so fucked up and it's so cruel, but there's so much beauty in it. And I think that's why, like... It's so amazing to talk about these things because like, I don't think people really realise... And they really put things like this on a pedestal. Like, mm. oh, I'll go and be a stripper or like, I'll go and do this or go and do that. I don't think they realise behind closed doors like how much fucked up shit's going on. Do you think that like like baby Megan or like do you think that yeah. who you are now... Yeah. Like, is she much different if she, to the Megan in an alternate reality that hadn't become a stripper? Um, I think she's the same girl, but I think she's got more confidence now in the fact that she's like she's very aware of what she wants and she knows who to trust. And I didn't back then know who to trust. So I was very much like a. But not back then. But it's like who would who would the girl who had not been a stripper be now? Oh my god, I would have been like you know what I think it was really like uh, I probably would have been a really like I hate to say it like a like a girl that had been quite boring or like someone that had tried to do something and just like. I always knew that I had something that's that was gonna be different to everyone else. Mm. I don't know if that's not happened yet. Then maybe it's coming. But were the other girls as fucked up as you, or like more so? More. Or less? So I was like, I was like the innocent one. I didn't make any money really. I was like one of those girls that would chat to guys all night and be like, oh, maybe they'll be my boyfriend. Like you know, I was looking for love at all points. What at the strip club? Yeah. Oh my god, I love I you. I had this girl been... called Candy who I was really good friends with. So funny you say that, but I would actually, my first name was Candy. Was it you? <laughs> it was like, maybe it was me. She, she would just cry. <laughs> I would go to the, the strip club after work. and Where were you going? When Brighton? In Brighton, oh, it was no, the Platinum Lace. And I worked in the pub opposite. I went to Platinum Lace in, Bri- in London, though. Yeah. In Brighton. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Um, and she would always be sat on the toilet with the door open in the cubicle with her knickers around her, her ankles like that that's and it, a credit card it. on her lap with doing coke off her lap. Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> just crying all the way through it. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> I've never seen someone more fucked up and she would always be crying about some guy that she who was dating like a bouncer or something. Yeah, always a bouncer. Yeah. I never dated a bouncer, but I had dated guys from from the strip club and actually reading it back. I just think they wanted to say they fucked a stripper. Like genuinely. Yeah. I'd gone on like weekends away with these guys and like whatever and the whole time we just spent spent like having sex and like doing nice things but I was like oh maybe they'll be my boyfriend and it's quite sad reading it back so I'm like they didn't want that they just wanted to fuck you stripper, yeah. it's really sad is it because you were the idea of a stripper as well but I was like the kind of like girl next door at that point I had no tattoos had long natural hair like yeah. strawberry blonde hair I was very like I was we need photos tanned. I want to see oh. a photo of you in your stripper hang era hang on let me find yeah. they, are, they are 
like incredible. Hang on, let me find. Yeah, let me find a phone. Here's your <gasps> phone. Here's your phone. Have I got? I don't think I've got it. My phone. I think I've got it here. The old lappy like, toppy. This needs publishing. Like it's actually insane. Like the the photos because it doesn't look anything like me. Recent. I think it's on downloads. I wonder if we can get it on. Oh my god, yeah, babe. Here you go. <laughs> oh my god, baby Meg. <gasps> no. Hang on, wait. How... Wait, what? Yeah, I know, right? That's me. Hang on, with my hair. Look how long my hair is. Baby Meg at Christmas. No, what the fuck? Another baby Meg. You look so normal, weirdly. That's what I mean, I was a normie. You're kind of like, you look like a girl who just like bought her first red, set of lingerie. Red flag, black girl. Was she? Yeah, I'll explain another time. Very indie sleaze, very indie mm. sleaze stripper. I mean, look at it. That's like the amount of stuff it's that- yeah. Champagne you'd get through. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> That's me. Just so so weird, isn't it? I mean, look at that. I look nothing like me now. I look like a little. I rock, can't even. Rock I chip. cannot recognise you. It's so weird, isn't it? You're unrecognisable. I wonder if we get like a. Hang on. <laughs> Let me get a video of you doing this because it's actually quite funny. Like, genuinely I'm, shaking. Is that yeah, you? That's me. You. That's not you. That's, though. Yeah, that's me. It's weird, isn't it? It's baby Meg. It's so weird. Like, what? <laughs> I know. This is definitely in the Rihanna era. Like, <laughs> it's so funny you say that. Honestly. Like, that's you? Yeah. I can't. It's so strange. I like this girl in a swimsuit. I know. I think that was I like how everyone's well. doing, like, a kind of burlesque style thing. Is that you? Yeah, it's me. Just making, like, the I weirdest thing. There's anything like that anymore. It's so the strange. side fringe was strong. You were, like, yeah, committed. It's so emo. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. What the fuck? So weird, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just deeply confused. <laughs> so confused. And this is the girl that I can't imagine being like invited to be eaten out in a setting like that. I know it's wild, isn't it? It looks like like a girl that's gone to like. It's like an innocent girl. I mean, it looks in like that you've photo, gone to. It looks like, like you've gone to like what's that place called Victoria's Secret? And yeah. You've got your first set of like. But also you have Laundry. to remember, like, I was so skint because, like, I would go into work, like, in within a couple of days and be like, I have to make a grand threaten in two days. And I would do it because I'd be, like, under pressure and I'd go home and be like, I'd be like, oh, shit, I haven't made any rent. And I'd, make, I'd always make it, but it'd be a hard graft. Yeah, and the hard graft is like, right, I'm going to shake my ass real hard I'm going to be a real fucking I'm gonna slag. Go, slag. I'm going to go full yeah. slag. Great plug in there, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. full fucking slag. Full-blown slag. Unadulterated. Absolutely. And I would I would get pissed. I think that's probably where the alcohol addiction came from, I think. Yeah, definitely. Oh. It was so, it's like so hard to... not to in that setting. Yeah, oh my God, I could never have been sober. It's absolutely no, no way. way. Yeah. And would they, would you have to pay for the drinks at the bar? Yeah. Or? But we'd have to get, like, get guys to buy us drinks. Right, so that's how you do. You were allowed, but would you? What if you wanted to have like a beer out back and you'd like bring a four pack into the dressing room? No. no. So I mean, you probably could, but they would check your bags as you walk in, which is insane. It's like we're so, at you, so like part of it was so that the bar would get more money because like yeah. they'd buy you the drinks. Yeah, totally. So we, yeah, exactly. How is that legal? Like it's so fucked. Like if I could tell you, something, honestly, the stories that I have within that world are like. I actually can't believe it was okay. Like, if I was like, not okay. give me a lap dance right now, would you be able to do a convicting one? No, 
I think I'm so traumatized by that whole world that I just you don't disassociate with that part of you. Yeah, because there yeah. was times that guys would ask me to when I'd be seeing them, and I I would do it, but I would be like, this feels really strange because like I don't. It's not something I find sexy. Or that you associate with intimacy. Yeah, not at all. Like giving someone a lap dance, I'm like. Giving, giving anyone a lap dance, I don't even know in my life if I've ever given someone I, I intimately yeah, like I'm acquainted with a lap this dance. This is what I mean. Like when you're getting down to the nitty gritty, you're not gonna be like, hang on, one second, I'm just gonna give you a lap dance. Would you? No. It's not a thing. So where does that come from? Where has that come from? Yeah, but I think guys like really took advantage of that, and then I did a few times, I suppose. But. So did you ever actually fully like have anything romantic with someone that were, was coming to watch you dance? Uh, yeah, I met a couple of guys from the club that were quite, like, my age, and, like, obviously they came on stag do's and stuff, so, like, I met a few guys I'd seen for a while through that, that job, and then guys that I'd seen before in the past would come and see me, and then we ended up sleeping together. I think it was just, like, a whole, it's just, like, this girl's, I just want to fuck this girl. And what about, like, when you quit, were you, like, this is, I want to go and learn a new career, like, well, no, I quit because I fell in love. So I always said that if I met someone and I fell in love, I'd quit. And I met Robin, my ex-husband, and I quit. Kind of a nice reason to quit. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have carried it on. I don't understand how people could be, no offence to anybody that does it, but I don't understand how anyone could strip and have a boyfriend or girlfriend on the side. I just, for me, I'm just like, I'm all or nothing. Well, open relationship people would be fine. But there's a lot of people that weren't. Yeah. It's very much like I'm working as this as a job and they go home and they're like Ferrari. Yeah, right. Would yeah. you ever feel like unsexy doing it? Oh my God, of course, yeah. And you'd be like faking the confidence? Oh my God, always. That's why I used to get drunk. Yeah. I only did it twice a week, but like I had to get drunk every single night. Yeah. I couldn't How many drinks ever. would you have to do like before getting on stage and doing a whole dance? I think the stage was different because obviously I wasn't doing, I wasn't getting, I was getting semi-naked like boobs out, but... I think stage was different because it was almost like um, just like a normal day to day thing. Like because when I went to the strip memory. club, it was like someone would have like their show and it would be just them on yeah. the stage with a pole, mm-hmm. and then people would get dances separately. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. I never got a dance, but I would always yeah. be like sat in the like weird little theater area. Yeah, so watching it's like, strippers. It's just... basically your advertisement. Yeah, and they'll be like in knickers, but they'd have their boobs out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what it was like, and then sometimes you wouldn't make any money, so you have to pay, like, a house fee, so you pay, like, £180 a night, until you've made that £180, obviously, you, you'd go home minus. Yeah. So it's like I a... remember that from your previous yeah, episode. very stressful job in that respect. Yeah. Like, about that respect, sorry. If, you, if you're, like, there on, a, like, a Tuesday night, for instance, you could get really lucky, or you'd go home with nothing. Business idea, an ethical strip club that's run by women, for women, safe environment, well-regulated... I feel like Amsterdam it style. probably wouldn't work mm. because I, th- I think men running a strip club, they they kind of make money off like this, the dodgy stuff. Mm. I think that's why it's so dark because yeah. they don't really care about the girls. They don't. And I've like yeah. read back in that book, you know, the book, and they haven't. They don't care. They look at you like a number. Yeah. So I, as much as that sounds like a beautiful idea, maybe it would work. But Well, it also when you look at strippers and you go and watch strippers, you do disassociate their whole story of life and personality yeah. intelligence everything in that moment when you see someone on stage being a stripper they are like a beautiful thing they are an object everything, it's like yeah. the most depersonalizing yeah. experience that you can go through and then i'd always be like really like um charmed when they had a sense of humor or yeah. like they would like tell you a story 
or the, and they'd always come to our bar like before work. Yeah. And I'd always they'd always and I'd always be like, oh yeah, they're just at uni, like they're just normal people. And I think we everyone forgets the strippers are just people. Do you yeah, know what I mean? it's actually crazy the amount of people that I met that were like younger than me or like you know they've gone through so much worse than I had. Like I thought like I was quite privileged really compared to what they'd gone through. So it's like a real eye opener of like different types of humans that you'd be like dealing with and like it's quite sad really mm. i don't think people i think people glamorize that world too much yeah i think people if you can handle it fair but like looking back as an adult now i'm like it, there was a lot of fucked up shit yeah did like, you watch diary of a cool girl yeah that really glamorizes it yeah so much like she she's like sleeping with like really good looking people and i'm like it's really not like that in the real world would you get creeped out if like a guy would like come back repeatedly and watch you dance because that would weird me out no because that was how we'd make our money was through regulars mm. so there was a guy that i used to see called mike and he was like a 65 plus year old guy he's quite eccentric and quite fun and like we'd have you know come in and we'd have some drinks and he'd be on coke and I didn't actually know what cocaine was at that point I had no idea I'd never really done it I was a bit like oh it's a bit it's a bit like old drugs you know I'd mm. never really done it yeah um he's 65 and he's boshing coke on his own in a strip club yeah <laughs> he's a lot he was gazillionaire gazillion <laughs> really was excent- yeah really eccentric like don't know what he did um but we got on really well and he, he really liked me because I was kind of like girl next door. How much would Mike drop on you in like a session? 500 quid. Wow. Just to sit and talk, have a couple of dances. He'll be doing coke, I'd be like getting pissed. It's kind of like getting paid for a night out. But like a weird night out? A really weird night out. Like why would you get naked for a 65 year old man? Because the balance of it as well is quite weird. Yeah, like the power so, balance and the so dialogue and the, the kind of the, the, mm. the undertone of the like... It's not just getting fucked up with an old guy. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like getting fucked up with an old guy, probably because it's also quite sad for him. But I don't even think it was because he was so obsessed with escorts. Like, right. obsessed. So I feel like... He's passionate. He's passionate about it. He was... I'm sure he was a sex addict. Yeah. 100%. He's come into the club and we'd, we'd chat and he'd be like, oh, I want to take you for dinner. So I, I did go for dinner with him once and ended up back at his. Again, another story for another time. But nothing happened. It was just like, I can't believe I put myself in that situation. Right. But it was so juvenile and so fucking stupid on my behalf. Like, I trusted this guy I'd met at a club that I'd known, like, you know, a couple of, like, met a couple of times. Mm. It's, it's wild yeah. what you do when you're that age. And as soon as you realise that, it becomes, you become crazy guarded. It, like, builds an in, insane... I think it's a real... A realization as you get older though like I don't really mm. think I knew until I really became like I had my first proper relationship with my ex like I don't think I ever realized because he asked me to tell him the things that I'd done and then when I told him I felt really like embarrassed and like ashamed that's which is why I have never spoken about anything on the so podcast or the book like, there's I, I no wouldn't. shame there's there's like the, the, this is like an unshaming era of bunny yeah. so we've turned into a therapy session again always us yeah but it's like us yeah. But like, also, I think like, like there is no shame in any of what you've done. I mean, I, I, fit, yeah. I think it's it's empowering. It's difficult. Yeah. And it's nuanced, and that's kind of understandable. I, I agree, but I do. There's certain things I've read back in that book, and I'm like, it's, it's ha- it's actually quite harrowing. Like yeah, how these of course, guys of course, are so predatory. Well, like, I mean, it's weird. It's like having a boyfriend or whatever, like judge you on 
like being like, I want to know everything, and then you tell life, them everything, yeah. and then it's like, oh wait, th- yeah. what you did this, you did yeah. that, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And is that the only thing? And I'd be like, yeah, but obviously it wasn't. So. Yeah, and so like I guess like it's so hard yeah. to explain something to someone like that hasn't been in that world. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna instantly judge you. It's that's why it's so difficult because like that world was so like you know borderline everything like you could have got into porn you could have got into escorting you could have been in you know a sugar daddy situation you could have done anything because mm. everyone was out for making more money at yeah. all points like yeah. you would it'd be very rare that someone would just be a stripper yeah and that's why i found it so confusing when i found out all of that stuff because i was like shit this is just a gateway drug. Yeah, basically. it's just like lad, bottom ladder. Right but the thing that's cool about stripping is that you are like, I know that it's like the pay structure is fucked with the mm. house rent, but you are earning money. Whereas like when there's pornography happening and the girls aren't getting paid, mm. that's shit I'm not behind. Oh my God, of course. Yeah. It's like, like if you're having yeah. sex for entertainment for like the world to enjoy, yeah. like these people need to be fucking never paid that, for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's the bit that I think is really difficult. It's really sad, actually. The corrosion, there's a lot of corrosion within that. Yeah. Sure. It's like almost like pimp yeah. world. But yeah, it's, it's kind of similar in a way. Like, you know, in a very different and more fucked up sense, there's so much more of that that goes on that people don't realise. Mm. And that's why, like, yeah. A lot of people that work in tattooing have, like, previous histories in, like, sex industry or also, like, have OnlyFans and stuff like that. And, like... I find that really interesting, like, the kind of correlation between, like, sex work and tattooing because mm-hmm. it does feel like such an intimate thing. It's almost like crossing over without meaning to. Yeah. Do you know what it's I mean? Like, it's not yeah. supposed to be sexual, but obviously I know people are weird and, like, they find it sexual. Like, yeah, but I feel like it, we're, we're massively sh- sexualised being tattooed women or tattooed people because people look at it like a pain thing and they're like, oh, they can handle pain, so... Would they be up for this or would they be up for that? <laughs> it's just a bit like. Wait, that's why tattoos are sexy. I think so. I think they oh like they put the two and two together of being like, well, if they can get like a needle on their skin for ages, then they can handle. Kind of good spanking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dot dot dot. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot. Yeah. No, mm. no, no. That's crazy. Eat my lemon. Wait, no, stop being a... Stop it! You can't just whip that out last minute. You can't just look me in the eye and tell me that it's about women taking pain. Lemonade, baby. And then eat a fucking rind of a lemon. How about you do no. dinner? My no, my you're back. a psychopath. <laughs> and you, you come here to coerce Fuck me. Fuck off. <laughs> you dress me up in big dress. Yeah, yeah. You call me your mistress. What do you want from me? You want me to be your wife and then you eat a fucking lemon <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> Coercion, baby. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. Thanks for going deep on that uh, <laughs> huge interview. But like, I just find it fascinating. I mean, it's a fascinating world. Yeah. But thank you for asking me about it because I feel like I feel like I just chat. I'm pumped for the book. The book is gonna be. I'm a bit nervous about the book though, because I feel like there's a lot of information in that. But um, you know. The bits that are like the ouchy sort of stuff, I always find are like the best bits. They are. There's a lot of ouchy in there. Yeah, there really is. It's like painful to read back. But you know what? I think once you read back through it, it's like closing that chapter, so it's fine. Well, so you get a better perspective on like what actually happened and like. What, how warped your brain is at the yeah. time of stuff. And you know what I think is going to be really interesting is like people have really judged me over the years for like certain amount of things. I think them really seeing and hearing what I actually went through would be, di- I don't know, maybe people would be like, oh, well, he's still a fucking slag. And I'm like, yeah, well, fine, whatever. But I feel like if they read it and they, they understand, 
wasn't as easy or whatever, you know? Men just don't have to do this, can we just? Like, I men know. don't get called slags, men don't have to like write a book to like explain their story. Not that I've even written for that. Purpose, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. No men would be like, oh, maybe someone would like not to see oh me as God, like I've a been, bit. I've been called so many, so many bad names. Go on, what's slut, the worst name you've been called? Slut, whore, home wrecker, fucking, you know, slag obviously is top there for you. Whore, prostitute. Yeah. Um, it, the list goes on. I didn't get signed once because they said that I was like too mentally unwell. Oh, wow, that's actually quite an iconic thing to say, to be fair. Like, yeah. Come on. Like, dude. Come on, though. Literally. Who says off. that shit? Like, literally, guys that I still know that work in the music industry were like, oh, she's too mentally unstable to work with her. Unstable? Yeah. That's actually not two words. Well, so he asked me if I was depressed and I was like, if I'd ever been depressed and I was like, yeah. No live, shit. We live in the world. Literally. Yeah. Like, it wasn't aware. like I de- even went that deep. Oh. Like, I didn't even go there fully. I hate. I fully hate. Yeah. I mean, we're icon today. Come on. Yeah. Cheers. I love, love you. You. <laughs> you. I love you until you eat a fucking lemon rind looking me dead in the eye. Don't, don't, don't do it again. Yeah. No, come on. With the finger. Okay, the, no. This is my ick. This, <laughs> is, this is the red flag. It's giving red flag. Um, someone that eats a lemon rind and looks you straight into If we done that on dates, because I would understand why, like... like you, know, you don't really get a lemon rind Sometimes you will. You might sometimes. <laughs> you might get a car. Like, I don't know why I didn't see anything. You might get a, a lemon pith. That, hey, that'd be your favourite, wouldn't it? A burnt lemon pith straight in the gob. But the bartender thought we'd never seen anything she's like that. Like, oh, God, she's fucking feral. Why don't she bloody out? <laughs> Hello, police. Yeah, we've got a lemon rind eater. <laughs> Come to, like, ASAP. Uh, I'm calling Angela. <laughs> Angela! She here? I'm unsafe, I'm unsafe. <laughs> the bartender literally calling Angela. Yeah, they, on me. On you fucking for Jenny a P, the Jenny fucking P. lemon grind. What's it? Well, thank you for coming. My pleasure. It's been absolutely outrageously funny. And obviously, me and you could chat for 5,000 years. What I like about it is so you brought to the podcast what we do at 4am most times. We're together. Yes. Yeah, we'll be sat here smoking bogues, just chatting shit. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. My pleasure. I've, got, I've said this a thousand times. I'm here every week, every Monday. I'm Meg Reese and this has been You've Got Me Joking. Lots of love and have a gorgeous, gorgeous week.